Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 229. It is Monday, October 19, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Google warned users of 33,000 state-sponsored attacks in 2020. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J tech.com. All right. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to another exciting week in the cybersecurity world and Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. And if you're in a HIPAA-compliant business, you can join our LinkedIn or Facebook group or join both. Why not? It is at Get HIPAA Compliance on either platform. Um, we've had some very interesting dialogue in the Facebook group as of late, so you may be interested in joining and learning. Um, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, as I've mentioned, it is this month. It is day 19. Today's tip is keep your browsers up to date. So it kind of ties in with the last few days, keeping your software up to date, keeping your apps up to date. And if you've missed the weekend tips, it's because I don't record on the weekends. And if you want the weekend tips, you'll have to follow us on social media at Nawaj Tech. I also do want to thank all of the listeners. Our average listen per episode has definitely gone up significantly. So we greatly appreciate that. If you could just, you know, share it out so we could get even more listeners, that would be great. All right, so first up, we do have a few updates available. The first one is for Magento. If you use Magento, Adobe has released security updates to address vulnerabilities affecting Magento Commerce and Magento Open Source. An attacker could exploit some of these vulnerabilities to take control of an affected system. Um, The bulletin is APSB20-59. You can go look at that. That is the Adobe Security Bulletin. You can go look at that for more details, but if you're using Magento again, you should apply those updates. Also, an out-of-band update from Microsoft to fix a remote code execution bug. So two important severity flaws in Windows, Microsoft, Microsoft Windows, that is Codex Library and Visual Studio Code could enable remote code execution. Microsoft has issued out-of-band patches for two important severity vulnerabilities which have exploited could allow for remote code execution. One flaw CVE 2021-7023 exists in Microsoft's Visual Studio Code, which is a free source code editor made by Microsoft for Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. The other is CVE 2021-7022 is the Microsoft Windows Codex Library. The Codex module provides stream and file interfaces for transcoding data in Windows programs. The second one there, the Windows Codex Library, seems to pop up frequently on Windows updates. Um, so you will see some updates likely coming up in the near future. If not already, you should push those updates through and uh, take care of those vulnerabilities. Um, on ZDNet, Google says it mitigated a 2.54 terabyte per second DDoS attack in 2017. It's, it is the largest known to date. Google discloses previously unknown DDoS attack. The Google Cloud team revealed today a previously undisclosed DDoS attack, which, again, if you don't know, DDoS is distributed denial service, which is basically a bunch of computers sending requests to a server or multiple servers in this case to try to take it down. Um, 
attack that targeted Google service back in September of 2017, so just over three years ago, and which clocked at 2.54 terabytes per second, making it the largest DDoS attack recorded to date. That is a lot of data. In a separate report published at the same time, the Google Threat Analysis Group tag Google, the Google security team that analyzes high and threat groups said the attack was carried out by a state-sponsored threat actor. Tag researchers said the attack came from China, having originated from within the network of four Chinese internet service providers, ASNs 4134-4837-58453, and 9394. Damien Mensher, a security reliability engineer for Google Cloud, said the 2.54 terabytes per second peak was the culmination of a six-month campaign that utilized multiple methods of attacks to hammer Google servers' infrastructure. Mensher didn't reveal which services were targeted. The attacker used several networks to spoof 167 mega packets per second, or millions of packets per second, sorry, to 180,000 exposed CLDAP, DNS, and SMTP servers, which could then send large responses to us, Mensher said. This demonstrates the volumes a well-resourced attack can achieve. This was four times larger than the record break-in 623 gigabytes per second from the Mirai, which is spelled M-I-R-A-I, botnet a year earlier in 2016. Furthermore, the attack is also larger than the 2.3 terabyte per second DDoS attack that attacked Amazon's AWS infrastructure in February of this year. Despite keeping the attack secret for three years, Google disclosed the incident today for different reasons. The Google tag team wanted to raise awareness to an increasing trend of nation-state attacker groups abusing DDoS attacks to disrupt targets. The Google Cloud team also wanted to raise awareness of the fact that DDoS attacks could intensify in the coming years as the internet bandwidth also increases. Um, Also on on threat posts, not also, but on threat posts, Dickie's Barbecue Breach, Meaty 3 million, payment card upload drops on Joker's stash. After cybercriminals smoked out 3 million compromised payment cards on the Joker's stash marketplace, researchers linked the data to a breach at the popular barbecue franchise. Popular U.S. smoked meat franchise Dickie's Barbecue Pit has been hit with a data breach with cybercriminals posting the fat cap of the compromised data. A 3 million payment cards three, I'm sorry, not a 3 million payment cards on the popular Joker stash underground marketplace this week. The Dallas-based franchise, which is a subsidiary of Dickey's Capital Group, has 469 locations, 411 of which are currently open during the pandemic across 42 states. Researchers believe that the meat of the compromised data came from 156 of these locations across 30 states. They also believe the exposure window appears to be between July 2019 and August of 2020. In a statement sent to Threat Post, Dickies confirmed the breach and said it was currently focused on determining locations affected and time frames involved. We are taking this incident very seriously and immediately initiated our response protocol and an investigation is underway, according to the statement. We are utilizing the experience of third parties who have helped other restaurants address similar issues and are also working with the FBI and payment card networks. We understand that payment card networks rules generally provide that individuals who timely report unauthorized charges to the bank that issued their card are not responsible for those charges. So uh, I'm not familiar with Dickies. I've never eaten there. I've never heard of it. But apparently 3 million credit cards are now on the dark web and exposed. So if you've ever eaten a Dickies, there's a good chance that your card has been exposed. 
on Bleeping Computer, watch out for Emotet Malware's new Windows Update attachment. The Emotet botnet has begun to use a new malicious attachment that pretends to be a message from Windows Update telling you to upgrade Windows Word or Microsoft Word. Emotet is a malware infection that spreads through spam emails containing malicious Word or Excel documents. These documents utilize macros to download and install the Emotet Trojan on a victim's computer which uses the computer to send spam email and ultimately leads to a ransomware attack on the victim's network. After a short vacation, the Emotet malware returned to operation on October 14th and began blasting out malicious spam worldwide. These spam campaigns pretend to be invoices, shipping information, COVID-19 information, information about the President Trump's health, res resumes, or purchase orders. Um, and then there's there's been others as well, but those are some of the the more prevalent ones today. Attached to these spam emails are malicious word attachments, dot doc attachments, or links to download one. When open, these attachments will prompt the user to enable content so that malicious macros will run to install the Emotet malware on a victim's computer. To trick users into enabling the macros, Emotet uses various document templates, including pretending to be created on iOS devices, Windows 10 Mobile, or that a document is protected. With its return to activity, Emotet switched to a new template that pretends to be a message from Windows Update stating that Microsoft Word needs to be updated before the document can be viewed. To update Word, the message tells the user to click on the Enable and Editing and Enable Content buttons, which will cause the malicious macros to then turn on. These malicious macros will download and install Emotet malware on a victim's computer and Emotet is considered the, the most widely spread malware targeting users today. It is also particularly dangerous as it installs other malware such as TrickBot or QBot onto the victim's computer. Those two are both credential stealing um, malware. So they will steal all your credentials that you might have stored in your browser or anywhere else on your computer. While TrickBot and QBot perform malicious activity on their own such as stealing stored passwords, breaking banking information and assorted other information, they also commonly lead to the Conti or Prolock ransomware attacks. Um, due to this, it is vital to recognize the malicious document templates used by Emotet so that you do not accidentally become infected. So be on the lookout for that if it's telling you to update Microsoft Word um, in an email, then you should not do it should wait for Microsoft Word to tell you that it has an update on its own. Or just listen to this podcast because we tell you when those updates come out. That sounds like a good solid plan, right? Um, or hire us to maintain your stuff and then you will not have to worry about it at all. Um, hackers now abuse Basecamp for free malware hosting. This is also on Bleepy Computer. Phishing campaigns have started to use Basecamp as part of malicious phishing campaigns that distribute malware or steal your login credentials. Basecamp is a web-based project management solution that allows people to collaborate, chat with each other, create documents, and share files. When creating documents, they can be formatted with HTML links, images, and stylized text. Basecamp also allows users to upload any file to a project, including file formats that are usually considered unsafe, such as executables, JavaScript files, and etc. To publicly share uploaded files, users can create a public link that allows people outside the organization to preview the file and download it. When users click on this link, 
It will be brought to a page that previews the file and includes another link to download the file on the computer. As Basecamp offers a free license, users get free hosting that they can use to distribute any type of file they want. Security researchers at Malware Hunter Team and James have found that threat actors are distributing bizarre loader executables using public Basecamp download links. Bizarre Loader is a stealthy backdoor trojan from TrickBot used against high-value targets to compromise their networks. Once installed, Bizarre Loader will deploy Cobalt Strike beacons that allow threat actors to access the network and ultimately deploy the Ryuk ransomware. By abusing safe services such as Basecamp to host malicious files and phishing pages, users can be lulled into a false sense of trust in open files that are normally would not. Furthermore, by using Basecamp URLs, threat actors can create carefully constructed and targeted campaigns to infiltrate a network as users may feel that the file is from the Basecamp project. Due to this, it is always essential for everyone to treat all shared links or downloads as suspicious regardless of where they originate. So there you have it. Um, Basecamp is being used to fish people and get them to download malicious content. And then finally, on Bleepy Computer, Google warned users of 33,000 state-sponsored attacks in 2020. And let's keep in mind, 2020 is not over yet. Google delivered over 33,000 alerts to its users during the first three quarters of 2020 to warn them of state-sponsored phishing attacks targeting their accounts. In these cases, we also shared our findings with the campaigns in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Shane Huntley, director of Google's Threat Analysis Group, said. Again, Threat Analysis Group is TAG. The prominent... Reminders sent to Google users targeted in government hack uh, government backed attacks were displayed, and so government backed attacks are the state sponsored attacks that they're talking about. Displayed even when the hacking attempts were blocked to inform them of the danger. Google also notifies the users G Suite administrators to raise awareness of the risk their corporate network is facing to provide them with an early warning of a potential attack. These notifications are shown to up to 0.1% of all Gmail users, according to Google, who advises them to take several measures to secure their accounts. These include enrolling in the Advanced Protection Program, which I would advise you to do, software, keeping software up to date, enabling Gmail two-step verification, well, of course, we advise you to do those things as well, as well as using Google Authenticator and or physical security key for two-step verification, and of course, you should be doing that. In all, Google sent 33,015 government-backed phishing warnings in 2020 until now, with 11,856 alerts sent during first quarter, 11,023 in the second quarter, and 10,136 in the third quarter. In March, Google said that it delivered around 40,000 alerts of state-sponsored phishing or malware-backed attempts during 2019, with 25% drop uh, tr compared dropped com compared with a 25% drop compared to 2018. Last month, Microsoft also reported that it observed nation-state-sponsored hacking groups operating from Russia, China, and Iran actively targeting individuals and organizations involved in the 2020 U.S. presidential elections. We have directly notified those who were targeted or compromised so they can take action to protect themselves, Microsoft said at the time. One of the groups behind the attack tracked by Microsoft the Chinese-backed APT31 was also detected by Google while targeting campaign staffers' personal emails with credential phishing emails and emails containing tracking links. APT31 also hosted malware payloads that used Dropbox for command and control comms as well as delivering fake McAfee total protection installers onto victims' computers to deploy malware in the background.
North Korean APTs were also observed by Google while switching targets to focus on COVID-19 researchers and pharmaceutical companies. The Google and Microsoft reports confirm intelligence shared by the U.S. government on Russian, Iranian, and Chinese hacking groups attempting to compromise the private communications of U.S. political campaigns, candidates, and other, poli- and other political targets. Today, Google also disclosed that in 2017, a nation-state actor targeted thousands of Google IP addresses in the largest DDoS attack ever that we just told you about, which amounted to, two, to more than 2.54 terabits per second in traffic. That is going to do it for this edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.